Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Mark Angelillo, Director of Application Development at Lithion by ADP. We'll talk about the business challenges Lithion's trying to solve and how they're trying to solve them. That's on this edition of People Tech, which is brought to you by Criteria. Finding and retaining great talent's a challenge. Fortunately, Criteria can help. Their assessments let you make better talent decisions by identifying high potential candidates, and they help you predict job performance by evaluating the skills and abilities that lead to success. Learn more at www.criteriacorp.com. We're also sponsored by Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company, and you need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com HCM. That's Indeed.com slash HCM. And now, Mark Angelillo. Welcome. Let me start with a, kind of a general question, but when you're doing your job, what are the main problems that you are focusing on solving? And what makes them such big problems? Why are they so important? Sure. Yeah. And, and uh, I think for enterprise clients and the, the types of folks that are looking to use our ADP Next Gen HCM as their solution, they have a couple of things going on that make it complex. First of all, these are the largest clients. They have um, extremely complex workflows in their business just because this isn't a company with a couple of hundred associates that doesn't even have a full HR team. This is, com- this is a company that is at scale, that is uh, operating at a very high level and requires um, data to flow between teams that may be working in separate buildings or on separate parts of the organization. And that, uh, that exchange of, of information needs to be well, it needs, it needs to work and it needs to uh, go together like an orchestra um, with different parts playing their, you know, their different pieces. The second thing we're seeing and we're just starting to get into now is uh, this concept of, of global. And that's where I think Lithion really starts to hit um, our, our, our core competency. So our system is built on a foundation that is meant to scale out to support clients wherever they have um, associates working. And so the rules are layered on in this really, uh, you know, I I didn't come up with the idea for the technology, but it's this really intelligent way where there isn't just a bunch of if blocks written in the code. Um, We've actually layered solutions on top of one another. So if we have a core piece of functionality we've built and there's a tweak that needs to be done, um, we can seamlessly put that on top of the solution, and uh, and it it just kicks in when the when the associate in question is in that is in that context. So what happens is within the tool, let's say an associate working in the U.S., our data model will recognize that they work in the U.S. and they have a social security number. But if they're working in Canada, will the system will automatically react to that and realize it should be collecting a social insurance number. So that type of core 
uh, component of the system built into what we do at a base level really scales out to support the global use cases in terms of compliance and collecting information, but also workflows. And it even extends across eventually, we hope to uh, client specific use cases and workflows that they build on top of the platform themselves. So that, that sounds like it's pre-built customization built into the platform so you don't have to go customize on a customer by customer basis. Is that fair? That, that's correct. So the, the initial part of what I was talking about is more along the lines of we've understood that there's a business need and there's a business rule that's going to be relevant for all companies. Then we've understood that in a specific locale, there is another set of rules and we layer those in. And then the third layer of customization would be something truly client specific that can be added seamlessly on top of the rest of it. And how narrow is this application or, or should I say how unusual is it for it to be deployed to customers or is it becoming common? You mean in terms of adoption of Lithion today? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's a very uh, complex system. Um, there's a lot going on. This is an enterprise price grade HCM. So we're being careful about our rollout strategy and how we go to market with it. Um, so it's a partnership with uh, the potential client, with our sales team and our implementation organization to pick the right early partners for us. Um, I think that we're seeing a ton of interest uh, beyond what, you know, the stage that we, we feel would be comfortable for the market to, you know, for us to go out. Um, though we are rapidly iterating towards where we can kind of open the floodgates a little bit more. Do, do you think this is the kind of feature that will become a standard? Uh, in terms of the the customization on top of the, the layered, yes, I, I, I do. Um, I think once we bring that to the market, um, the idea is so uh, fundamentally simple, but difficult to pull off. I, I do think that we'll have others uh, racing to uh, to adopt a similar sort of thing within their their tools and solutions. It's just it's tremendously powerful to take the core of a system and be able to extend it in this way that doesn't disrupt the internals and and just you know nicely adds hook points into it and works into how an organization would need to scale out. Um, you know even small players find the systems that they integrate with on a day-to-day -day basis as we start to build out more tools and you know products that folks need to run their business even a small player finds it difficult to integrate those pieces at scale i think you can you can imagine that there would be a lot of appetite from our clients in um, having a hub and spoke model that they themselves can invest in and i i would think that that approach has a lot of implications, not just for the customers, but also for your development teams, the people who are building the product as well. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so it does mean that we need to uh, keep a, a number of things in mind when we're developing a solution. So uh, normally we account for that in design. So in our design stages, we're saying, okay, what part of this feature, this capability set that we're building out is truly global is something that is going to be needed by everyone. Uh, what's locality specific? So what specifically needs to be pulled into the into the localized layer? 
and then um, you know what is is truly only used by one client. We tend not to go in that, and that you know we're still building out capabilities that uh, tend to be used in one locality or in the in the global core these days. But it's something that we do need to account for in design. Um, and then when you're actually building out the solution, there's you know there's some steps you need to take in order to. Uh, create the the art the development artifacts that will uh, make this uh, situation work. But what we're also starting to build out is guardrails rails to ensure that uh, developers are led in the right direction, depending on what their intention is. When you say led in the right direction, can you give me an example of that? Because I can think of several different scenarios where they might go astray. But yep, no, absolutely. So one example of that is. We have a, a core piece that we've sort of locked down. We believe it's it's complete and it's full. Um, we can make it so that you can only add customizations in certain areas of that of that piece. So we can, you know, prevent uh, parts of it from being disturbed or broken. In that sense, in terms of you know whether it's supposed to be a localized piece, it ends up being built globally instead that that type of thing needs to be accounted for in design but we also have teams that are coming on board that only build out in the in the localized scenario because they are um that is their charter and that's where they're building out and we can we can sort of draw that box around them too so that they they get to operate in that um we're also starting to and this is this is a concept that's been around in the, the product for a long time we're starting to think of this as Really, an operating system. So, when you install the, the the OS on, say, your phone, then you can install apps on top of that. And the mini app concept is something that really builds on that. Although, what we do have that's over and above that, and what I've been talking about is, you could have two apps that that extend each other. So, you can build one app that adds a bit of functionality and another app that extends it further beyond that. And so we we have that capability as well, and that uh, that's built into the tool. Now, has this changed your approach to application development? So uh, one of the the key pieces here is the the low code platform that we use to develop. I've been a a, a huge proponent. You know, we're we're building solutions for clients. Anything that can give us the ability to deliver that solution faster is only good for the business and only good for the client. So. The tool is, you know, continues to get better and continues to give us the ability to deliver at scale uh, very rapidly. Um, so I'm a huge believer in that and have been since I joined. I think this is going to become more and more prevalent, um, particularly as we look, um, I think, as a society to try to retrain folks to uh, account for the growing need for business applications um, I think these tools are going to become more and more prevalent and we'll, we'll just get more and more used to them being part of the suite of what we use. And honestly, engineers solve problems. That's what we do. Um, the tools really, you know, we should use the right tool for the job, regardless of what it is. And for what we're trying to do, the uh, uh, global HCM at scale with, um, you know, the ability to, to, uh, take it globally, the, uh, the Lithium development platform is the, the tool of choice. Could I circle back to something you said? Because low code is really interesting. And could you tell me about how it fits into what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So the you know the the whole metadata concept is how we we layer. If you think about you know full code a full code solution, what you're doing is you know every time you have a new concept to layer into your solution, you need to bring it back into development, and you're writing you know for all intents and purposes if statements. You're saying if country equals Canada, uh, do X Y Z, and that results in an unmaintainable mess over time as you continue to add more and more of these these uh, these branching paths, these conditionals inside your code. Uh, what our low code solution is is you can sort of brush aside all of the Canada stuff if you're working on um, France, for example, because it's it's added in another layer and everything is is uh, is maintained by the tool. So when we're creating our solution in our low code platform. All underneath the hood, it's generating metadata, which sits on layers on top of one another. So you you can add or change what the base does based on your your localization, and then ultimately our subsystem knows how to read that metadata and drive the application. So there's that kind of dual translation. We're translating our intent, our developers' intent, into metadata. And that metadata is being converted by the system into uh, the application. So developers are are um, getting more and more comfortable with the uh, the paradigms we have. Uh, the application is we can do more and more things with our solution as we build it out. And it honestly it gives us constructs and tools that do specific jobs way better than you would be able to do or way faster than you would be able to do, you know, writing specific modules and extending them for uh, different locales. Now, let me shift gears a little bit. You know, we're, we're, I hope, coming off of the pandemic, COVID-19. That's put a lot of strain on on HR departments, on IT departments, on, on the developers of HR solutions. How has COVID impacted your work, not just in terms of getting things done day to day during the pandemic, but has it changed the way you're looking at your solutions, the way customers are expressing their their needs and what they need? I think there it's really enhanced the need for uh, what we do, um, bringing the workers, the workforce together with a, a tool that allows for businesses to track them and, you know, have touch points for what they're doing. So for example, our, our talent suite of applications can help understand what's going on with a, a diverse workforce and our um, time tracking and payroll applications can help our, the team, our clients' teams operate more independently when they aren't in the office and can't go tap someone on the shoulder. So I think we are finding that um, what, we, what we deliver is more in demand than ever. I'll say from my perspective, it's really been able to double down on our focus. You know, oftentimes in an office, you do have a number of distractions. There are a number of, um, you know, for developers, it's in- extremely important for um, them to be able to get into a flow to actually just be able to focus and get their work done. Because we are 
an agile organization and we operate in an agile methodology, the teams are constantly catching up with each other and they're constantly checking in. You never go more than two weeks without getting a chance to course correct and see how things are going and deliver something of value to, uh, to clients. So we have uh, taken the opportunity to double down on that approach of just making sure we iterate, listen to our clients, react, and, and discuss. And that really, that, that cycle is, is something that we've fallen back on as a way to manage through, you know, the remote working situation. Mark, thank you. Yeah, of course. Appreciate it. I've been talking with Mark Angelillo, Director of Application Development at Lithion by ADP. And this has been PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. This edition is brought to you by Criteria. Their scientifically validated assessments help you make better talent decisions by identifying high potential candidates. The result? Increased revenue, reduced turnover, and better quality of hire. Visit CriteriaCorp.com to see how Criteria can help you unlock the potential in your candidate pool. That's www.criteriacorp.com. We're also brought to you by Indeed. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests, which on average reduce hiring time by 27%. Give them a try. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash HCM. That's Indeed.com slash HCM. The offer is valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. PeopleTech is part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.